Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. Live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church, but to be able to go deeper within that teaching. Good morning. I'm Heather Caro. My name is Father Tim Smith. And we're broadcasting Real Presence Live this morning, live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We are actually located today in the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore here in Sioux Falls. And it's a great day to gather together as members of God's church as we hear about in the Acts of the Apostles this last Sunday as we share the blessings that the Lord is doing in our lives. Absolutely. Well, before we get too far, Father, I want to start us off with a blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, as we begin this day of prayer, we ask that you would continue to pour forth your blessings upon all your holy people. Lord, we especially pray for all our farmers and those who work the land during this spring planting season, that they would be blessed with good weather and they would be protected from all harm. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, how are you, Father? I'm doing good. You know, we have a lot of rain in the upper Midwest, and I've been keeping track of it because a lot of our (laughs) listeners, uh, the egg economy is a big part in our listening area here. absolutely And so uh, they're under a time crunch to get that that seed planted. And of course, we're called to be sowers in the Lord's vineyard. And of course, Mm -hmm. we want to pray for all those people who are affected by heavy rains and things throughout our listening area. Absolutely. Well, before we get too far in let's hear we have a huge lineup this morning let's go to brandon up in the studios brandon what do we have going on today hey how's it going this morning guys good great how are you good good i'm doing well a little rainy but you know with the rain comes new life and a a freshness and so it's uh it's a beautiful day Mm mm-hmm so, coming up this morning, <laughs> this is an incredible story. He fell 45 feet down an elevator shaft while working construction, and he lived, guys. He lived. Wow. wow. Despite being paralyzed, God showed Terry Payne that he still had a plan for his life and his family. And Terry will join us to share his journey of faith with God now four years after that day. That's coming up in just a few minutes. Then we've got Straight Talk, Father, with... Uh, Father Tim Smith, our co-host this morning, and uh, I'm sure he's looking forward to your questions and maybe some of the unique ones too. You know, we we ask about the faith. There's there's a lot of great things about our faith, so maybe you can come up with a unique one that that could really uh, really cause Father Tim to dig deep into the. Uh, <laughs> The old knowledge base. <laughs> well, fortunately, I'm in a Catholic bookstore, so there are plenty of reference books available. <laughs> if you, uh, you have any heavy-hitting questions, I'll just have to ask, ask one of the staff, staff to uh, give me a b- biblical commentary. I see there's a shelf full of them over here. Yes, absolutely. And we're a couple weeks past the Real Presence Radio Spring Live Drive, so... The big boss, Executive Director Steve Splonskowski, will give us some insights and, and an update on how everything went. And finally, it's not every day that you get to see a relic, especially an incorrupt one. Peter Sonsky of the Knights of Columbus will share a special opportunity coming to the area to witness this. Uh, And when we say we're getting to the heart of the matter, uh, 
we, we really are. And uh, I'll just leave it there. So all this and uh, much more coming up this morning. Back to you guys. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. What a great show. And of course, uh, there's so many amazing things that happen in our daily lives mm-hmm. that the Lord is blessing us each day. Yeah, looking for the small miracles maybe in, this, yeah. in the everyday of our lives. Well, this morning we're broadcasting from the Mustard Seed. If you want to come down, they've got free coffee, scones, and lots of other treats. If you want to come down and say hi to Father Tim, you sure can. Yeah, this is the official <laughs> uh, retailer of Mystic Monk Coffee, which yeah. I know uh, many of our listeners in different parts of our listening area have perhaps sampled that wonderful coffee. It's uh, prepared by the monks out in mm-hmm. Wyoming, the, the Carmelite monks, who it's their apostolic ministry that they do to support themselves. And of yeah. course, uh, right here at the Mustard Seed, they're retailers for that. So, you know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of great Catholic uh, religious orders and organizations that use Catholic sellers mm-hmm. um, to help promote their businesses. This is part of the economy of the church, yeah. not the, the economy of salvation, as theologians all talk about, but we yeah. talk about living the life of the church and supporting one another in prayer and faith. Absolutely. Well, and I also think, you know, we spend a lot of time, for those that don't know, my mother's the one that uh, runs the mustard seed here in Sioux Falls, but we have a lot of uh, local people that do their artistry, whether it be rosaries or bracelets or whatever, and we sell that too, because, you know, some people have real gifts in creating these beautiful objects. And there are so many great things that you can share. Also, an opportunity later in the show today um, for a giveaway a, for a giveaway that we do I here love giveaways. on Real Presence Live. All right. Well, I am thrilled and excited to have our first guest on this morning. Terry Payne is joining us. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. Terry can may you hear me okay? with us just at this moment. Can't quite hear him yet. But Terry Payne is um, one... The gentleman that Brandon was talking about that fell down an elevator shaft. So I'm really interested to hear his story. Um, Terry, are you with us? Can you hear me now? Oh, now we can hear you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am doing well. And yourself? Doing great. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Terry. Um, you know, i am uh, lived in the Fargo-Moorhead uh, area since I was... 18. Uh, I've got a wife and three boys and uh, been in construction work for pretty much ever since I graduated from uh, Moorhead Tech at the time and uh, live out in Argusville. Awesome. How old are your boys? Uh, They are 13, pardon me, 14, 18, and 22. Oh, wow. Well, I could ask you advice on children, but that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, we've heard that you had a real life-changing event a number of years ago, and we'd like you to just relate to us what happened in your life and, and how did everything come to come, come to play out? Oh, say, so again, I was in construction, and uh, I still am, but uh, we were working on a project up in Grand Forks, and um, what we do is uh, we put like a concrete-type topping on top of the upper levels of uh, apartments and hotels. And uh, as we were working our way on third floor uh, back, and we do a floor and then move things and go down the second floor. And I was uh, feeding some hose over a safety rail uh, from third floor to second, and uh, the safety rail broke, and I fell from the third floor down to the 
bottom of the elevator shaft down in the basement. Wow, that's a, that's really traumatic experience. How, how did your coworkers respond when that event happened, and what was the response for emergency? Um, so I don't remember. Apparently, I was awake for the whole thing, but I don't remember it for some reason. That's kind um, of a blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, apparently, some fellows that I that were just working on the site heard that and hollered, and a couple of uh, my guys came in, and uh, they called the for the ambulance right away. And uh, uh, one of the gentlemen that was working with me, he uh, kept me talking the whole time. Again, he said, "You knew it. You knew everything. You knew everything about your family and whatever, but." I don't remember talking to him. Hmm. The, the first thing I remember is uh, uh, some good friends of ours uh, uh, praying with me. You know, I was in, I was on a on the stretcher and in the emergency room. And uh, when I my first recollection recollection is them uh, asking me if uh, if they could pray for me. With that uh, that occasion to call to mind, you know, God and ask his power, when you were in that traumatic situation, uh, you remember that, especially, Terry, as even though you mentioned other parts of your life kind of blacked out or kind of kept that traumatic at a arm's length, but the invitation to prayer, was that a comfort for you at that time? You know, I don't know if I... It was, but I don't know if I knew how bad I was mm. at that time. Um, you know, when my wife said when uh, when she got to the hospital, uh, unfortunately, one of my one of my fellow coworkers didn't handle it too well, and and uh, said there's been an accident. Terry's hurt, and she said, "Well, how is he?" He said, "Well, he's alive." So mm. that was not the greatest uh, time for my wife, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think as as time went on, I got to knowing more of what was what was going on with me and uh, and uh, where I was going to be at and and how how my body was. But it was comforting to know that. Uh, I mean, uh, this gentleman, my wife and his wife are friends. We have a working relationship as well as being friends. But for them to drive up from Fargo for that was awesome for me. So what was your condition? Uh, you said you fell, was it two stories, three stories? Uh, I guess they call it, it was 45 feet. 45 feet. So what was your condition, you know, when your wife walks in and sees you, what kind of injuries did you have? I had a, a fractured C2 and C3 vertebrae in my neck, oh. um, a burst fracture of the C11 vertebrae in my back, and, um, again, not knowing at the time what all was going on, but, you know, ended up, I didn't have, I didn't have any feeling in my legs, couldn't move my legs. And, um, they had me strapped down so I couldn't move the, uh, the fractures of my neck, I guess, were, they're always worried about, but, uh, you know, for me it was, um, they figured if I had moved it all down there without, uh, before the ambulance got there, I, I probably would be breathing out of a tube. Really? Terry, with this um, really significant injuries that you sustained in the fall, how has this event 
during your recovery process, how has that affected your life of faith? Well, you know, my family and I, you know, we just believe that God took care of me and kept me, kept me with me and kept me from things getting, uh, getting worse. Um, you know, people just say, a lot of people ask, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, you go from, I used to work 80 to a hundred hours a week and uh, was moving a hundred miles an hour all the time. And, uh, I mean, basically put me at a dead stop and, uh, you know, I guess for me it is, if I don't work at it and, and do things, the option is to, to lay in bed and mm-hmm. that wouldn't be me, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, we would pray regularly when I was in the, uh, when I was in the hospital and the ER and, you know, the first, uh, uh, first week, week and a half, which was, uh, you know, when you're at your most critical and pretty much with any accident, mm-hmm. um, my wife and a lot of friends and family were up in the, up in the waiting room and, and praying for me quite a bit. That part I'm, is what I'm told. I was, uh, they had me on a lot of medication with your family uh, supporting you along the way, Terry, how has this influenced their life of faith with your children as they've grown older? Some of them would have been teenagers at the time of the accident. Some of them would have been younger. How did they experience through your life of prayer during rehabilitation and recovery? How did that influence your whole family? Well, you know, we've always had great faith. And some of that, I, I, you know, even today, I, I've never asked them how is it, how it has affected their faith or, or what they think. You know, I know they, they look up to the positive attitude, and I get that through faith. You know, I just tell them, uh, you know, God doesn't give you anything more than you can handle, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of been my outlook on it. I just, you know. This is one more thing that I need to take, take and do and handle in my life. Mm-hmm. So, what what has it left you? Um, your injuries have they affected your life? Um, what is your state now? Where are you at now in your recovery? I uh, so I currently walk with. Uh, if I want to get up and move around out of a wheelchair, I use a walker. I don't have. Uh, the stamina to do, you know, to go for long walks or anything like that, but I can. Um, and I mean, it's just kind of all the stuff that, uh, that you go through being in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Terry, right now we have listeners all over the upper Midwest, many of whom have experienced really difficult medical situations with family members and friends. What kind of what kind of advice can you give to help encourage them in their life of prayer and faith when they're facing adversities and hardships, especially with a difficult rehabilitation or adjusting to a life with pain and injury? Mm-hmm. What kind of encouragement can you give them in prayer and what's worked for you to keep you in that relationship with God? Well, again, I, like I said, you know, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Um, he may give you more than you want to handle, but not more than you can handle. Um, 
you know, prayer and just praying to God and knowing that he's there and answering prayers is a, is a big thing for us and our family. You know, he doesn't always, it isn't always what you want, but it is always what you need. Hmm. Terry, the church has a lot of prayers of healing, uh, particularly the sacrament of holy anointing of the sick. Did you participate in receiving that sacrament uh, when you were in the hospital and then uh, throughout your recovery process? Was the, were those prayers of healing part of your story? Yes. I, you know, I guess for me, what I would like to tell everybody, more specifically all those it was great to know I will meet people on the street that I didn't know who had heard about my accident and, and tell me that they've been praying for me. And that is just awesome to know. And, um, I mean, just way more people than I would ever have known or figured to have been praying for me. And that I'm just, I would like everybody to know who has been praying for me. I'm super appreciative of that. Very cool. And that gratitude is such a sign of a blessed life and uh, mm -hmm. truly a work of God. So, well, Terry, we're so grateful for you joining us this morning and telling about your transforming you know, life experience, but how it's brought you closer in your relationship with God. Absolutely. Any last thoughts before we go? We only have a few seconds, Terry. No, I, I appreciate you allowing me to tell my story and how God's helped with me, and uh, he's done a great job with uh helping my family. Um, happy to still be here. Yeah. Well, and I and, think you... Uh, Go ahead. I, and I just appreciate your time. All right. Well, and I think you have a lot more people praying for you now, Terry. So <laughs> thanks, Terry, for joining us, for being on with us and sharing your beautiful story. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have a little bantering and a giveaway, and then we're going to head into our Straight Talk segment. But later, we'll also get an update on this year's Spring Live Drive with Executive Steve Sponskowski. All this and more right here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. You know, just to jump on that comment, too, of just having those responses of being able to defend the faith, you know, no matter who we talk to. I mean, there's so many people that just aren't really familiar with the church teaching. So to be able to clarify that and to be kind of the light of Christ in the world, to bring that actual truth, the, the beauty, to actually bring that to people, I think has just made, you know, it's a different changer for both of us. 
And I think, um, as you talked about, just knowing the truth of the church. So even if you know what the church teaches, can you really make that argument and support it every day? Right, day in and day out. And that's been a big thing for me, is having this resource that you can sit and listen and learn so much. A big thing for me was, even as a healthcare provider, knowing what abortion is and how it works, listening on Real Presence Radio one day to somebody, a healthcare provider, actually talking through step-by-step what that goes through was just a game changer for me and as far as being able to vocalize that to other people so that they really understand what abortion is Mm -hmm. and why the church teaches what they teach we all appreciate the comforting things in life great food laughter celebrating mass together and friendships here at riverview we have all those things and more hi i'm carrie Dew, executive director with senior independent living apartments and our crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance it is the sense of community here that makes riverview home to all of us contact me carrie Dew, or kelly brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org You're listening to the RPR Network. Now back to more Real Presence Live. Good morning. I am Heather Carroll. My name is Father Tim Smith. And thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and actually more specifically, the mustard seed in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Of course, we hear about the parable of the mustard seed, and that's our analogy for our life of faith. But the mustard seed is a great Catholic uh, retailer here in the city of Sioux Falls for Mm -hmm. this eastern half of South Dakota. A great resource for those who want to live the life of the church, but also pick up those sacramentals, those scapulars, those rosaries, Mm -hmm. great Catholic books, great Catholic accessories, and and things to beautify your home with. Absolutely. Whether you're looking for a good crucifix or a good gift for confirmation or that first Holy Communion or that that wonderful marriage that's taking place in your family, you can give gifts of faith. Mm -hmm. And of course, we have great Catholic retailers all around our listening area. Each region usually has a few, Mm -hmm. and so we're grateful to be here today at the Mustard Seed. Absolutely. Well, we have a special giveaway today, this morning. We have two things to give away. So the first two callers will get these items. Um, The number is 877-795-0122, but the Mustard Seed has donated Sleeping St. Joseph made by Fontanini. It's a statue of a sleeping St. Joseph. So the phone number is 877-795-0122. And the first two callers will each get one of the statues. So we're going to talk with my mom, Linda, here because I, until we started working here at the Mustard Seed, I had never seen a sleeping St. Joseph statue. So can you fill us in a little bit about because we can't keep him on the shelves either. Right, right. He just, I mean, people just come in and constantly are buying him. So what is this sleeping St. Joseph? For a sleeping statue, he's sure on the move a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, it is uh, a tradition that um, Pope, um, ha- Pope Francis has, since his childhood, he had a devotion to St. Joseph. And um, he started putting his prayer petitions under Joseph for Joseph to sleep on because when um, Joseph was given a message on how he was to uh, take care of the Holy Family, it came to him in dreams. And Mm -hmm. so uh, he thinks that Joseph can take his problems 
to God and they can be working on it be- while he's sleeping. And mm. when he wakes up, the answer will be clear to him that it will have come to him like it was in a dream. Cool. And so that's the object. And then our our own Bishop Swain has um, <coughs> taken on the... the um, practice himself and has a sleeping Joseph that he puts things that he's praying about under sleeping Joseph to really I didn't to know take that. care of yes and so that's why it's so popular here um, it's um, very popular here in Sioux Falls because when people hear that then they all want to give Joseph their worries while they sleep so that's a great idea that's <laughs> interesting <laughs> yep and of course, it's very scriptural. You know, people sometimes wonder, well, you if you go to a Catholic home and you might see a few statues mm-hmm. here and there, and they say, what's with all these statues? They say, well, I look at this, I think of the scriptures. I think of Matthew chapter 1, where I read about St. Joseph who was sleeping, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and gave him that message saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. And it's like, how many things in our life do we have to be afraid of? Yeah. And they would I think, yeah, I need to be reminded of that sleeping St. Joseph in my yeah. own home. Well, because imagine him at that time. And folks, if you want one of the statues, first two callers will get them. 877-795-0122 is the number to call. But imagine the stress and anxiety Joseph had when he was going to sleep, you know, with the situation <laughs> no Mary was no in. Kidding. I mean, can you imagine? And it, it's just a beautiful example of how the Lord, you know, brings that, that, that his message to us when we least expect it, ex- mm-hmm. especially at those times where we may be disturbed. And so this beautiful uh, s- statuette from Fontanini is right here. Of course, they're well known for making great nativity sets, which a mm-hmm. lot of our listeners may have in their homes. And it comes in a nice carrying pouch, too, uh, that says Sleeping St. Joseph. Uh, St. Joseph, while you sleep, God and St. Joseph will be working together to help answer your prayers. Each evening, write out your prayer requests and place them under the sleeping St. Joseph figure. And so also it's an invitation to prayer. And how great that would be with children, too. Uh, Just getting them in that practice of uh, uh, getting out their crayons and, and saying, well, if you have a prayer or something we're really worried about or a family member, we can ask St. Joseph to intercede Absolutely. And, and ask Jesus in heaven to help us. Absolutely. Well, we have our first winner, Elsie from Aberdeen, has called in and got the first statue. There's one left, uh, 605, or no, 877, sorry. <laughs> 877-795-0122 is the number to call for the second statue. Oh, I know Elsie. She's a great daily mass goer ah, when I was a deacon good. up in Aberdeen, so good. I'm happy for her. Excellent. Who's going to be the next caller to win one of these great St. Joseph, sleeping St. Joseph statues from here at the Mustard well, Seed? And they're from the Fontanini collection that is only the six inch, so we're not talking about, you know, a massive uh, St. Joseph. It's just a wonderful oh, little six Helen inch. Helen from Fargo. She has picked up the second statue. <laughs> so right. that, those went quickly. They go quickly in the store. Let's. Can you talk a little bit, Father about worry and you know anxiety because sometimes you might hear people say worry isn't isn't or anxiety isn't of the lord can you go into that a little bit well i think we can (coughs) we can certainly empathize with the saints many of whom those who were with jesus those uh saint peter and the disciples who fled in fear even at the hour of jesus's own crucifixion uh, besides Mary and St. John, the beloved disciple who stayed with them, mm-hmm. but even them experiencing that fear and, and trepidation in their hearts. 
And so certainly God has things for us to experience. We just heard Tur- uh, Terry in the last segment talk about God won't give you more than you can handle. Um, it might be more than you would like to be in the middle of. <laughs> and certainly fear and anxiety is a part of our experience of human life. Um, mm-hmm. We have all these emotions. We have thoughts, feelings, and desires. But when we are created by God, God created those feelings, those emotions. He doesn't will us to experience them. He doesn't want us to be harmed. But at the same time, it's part of our humanity. And so uniting those anxieties to the Lord in prayer is a great way of alleviating that uh, stress and that overwhelming experience. Well, and I think it's interesting that St. Joseph is so popular because if you go to spiritual direction or a counselor, a lot of times they say, write things down. Mm-hmm. What do, you, do you think there's something to the physical writing down of a worry that has something therapeutic? Well, I- I'm sure, and I think contemporary psychology could Aren't agree with us. Aren't you a doctor? Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> My good priest friend, Father Kevin, is a doctor, and uh, he uh, has told me. We have some other priest doctors in the diocese as well. But uh, the great gift is that you take it from where it's out there, where you have no control over it, and you put it on paper and you can look at it. And this is people in recovery from addictions. This is part of their recovery process as well. Uh, people who are in, in Al-Anon and other, uh, re, you know, kind of therapeutic programs, they've always found that it's been helpful to put these things on paper. And so you can squarely look at it. What's reality and what are the things that we're afraid of? And that's one of the devil's greatest tricks. He he has no control in the present moment. Jesus Christ, king of the universe, has control in the present moment. The evil one wants to get us way out in the future or way back in the past, yeah. and he likes to confuse, he likes to, uh, mm. you know, taunt, And but God's power is in the present moment. So whenever I recognize if I'm anxious, if I'm fearful, if I'm worrying, am I way in the future about something that hasn't even happened yet? Mm-hmm. Or am I way in the past for something that's already gone by? What did they mean by that? Why did that have to happen? You can't change that situation. What we want to do is we want to turn to the Lord. We want to turn to the Holy Spirit. When we want to turn to God the Father and say, Lord, I need you right now in this present moment. And when we make that act of prayer and faith, then that changes the whole situation. And it sends the evil one packing too, because (laughs) he realized, hey, the game is up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Mom, for joining us. Oh, that means it's straight talk time, folks. Give us a call with your questions on the Catholic faith. And the call-in number is 877 795-0122 again 877-795-0122 and that's to call in here at Real Presence Live and you know just start a conversation of faith Mm -hmm. Um, you know what are some of the questions you have about faith or some of the things that are happening in the world today and again just uh, give us a call you can also put in those questions and comments on our Facebook page on Real Presence Radio which you can find online just through your your Facebook app or your web browser. Absolutely. Well, thanks mom for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. All right. So, we are in straight talk. If you uh didn't get a statue and you want to find out more, there are lots of local Catholic 
bookstores around, the Mustard Seed in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, and then also Hurley's up in the North Dakota area. They all have them, or you can find them online, too. And I'm sure there are retailers that make these available in our other listening areas, southern Minnesota, northern Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um, So just stay plugged in, no matter where you're listening from. But if you're in eastern South Dakota, we want to invite you. Next time you make your shopping trip to Sioux Falls, come on down to the mustard seed here, and uh, you can get one of these great items we have available. You know, we heard this morning Terry giving a powerful testimony on prayer, especially in those traumatic moments of life. Heather, can you think of an experience? When have you had where something major has happened and you recognize your need to pray right in that situation? (laughs) Oh, Father, which one shall I choose? (laughs) (laughs) I can remember. I'll share something that's kind of vulnerable, but I can remember... um, uh, when my husband and I were separated and we're now divorced, but I was all of a sudden left in charge of my house mm. and to mow the lawn and to water the lawn and to, you know, any little problem that happened in the house, there was no one to call but me. Mm-hmm. And I can remember it was a really, really hot day mm-hmm. and I was out mowing the lawn and there was a party going on next door and they had all these people over. And so that made me feel bad. Yeah. You know, and it was really, really, really hot. And I'm mowing and I was exhausted, mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I remember turning off the lawnmower and walking inside my house. And I just laid down on the tile and bawled mm-hmm. and just bawled because I, there was just so much. And I just remember begging God to please help me. Mm-hmm. I can't do this alone. I physically cannot do this alone. And I don't know how I got the energy, but I just had this peace come over me. Mm-hmm. And I got up and I finished. <laughs> Praise the Lord for that. <laughs> but you know, there's this certain, you get into this panic. Mm-hmm. How am I going to do all of this on my own? Whether, you know, whatever it is, you have, you know, five kids at home, you have, you know, a a very important job, you know, you, you kind of run into this panic of how am I going to do this on my own? And then God answers you and he brings a peace, maybe mm-hmm. not an answer, yeah, but peace that just keep moving forward. You know, I'd love to hear if any listeners have had any of those powerful experiences in their lives. And again, you can call us here uh, right on Real Presence Live and let us know. It's 877-795-0122. And you can also ask us questions about your Catholic faith or maybe something that the Lord has done in your life recently. You know, in my own life as a Catholic priest, I wasn't always a priest. I once Mm -hmm. was a businessman uh, out of college. And there was a moment of time, too, uh, certainly, Heather, when... I remember just wondering, like, there has to be more to life than what I was doing. The work I was doing wasn't fine. I worked for a fine company, Mm -hmm. and I was, you know, making money. But I realized that there was a deep emptiness in my heart. And again, moved to tears when you were really faced with that question. And I remember asking myself one night as a young man saying, it wasn't supposed to be like this. Right. Or life shouldn't be. <laughs> so how many times do we say that? <laughs> and of course, there are times where we make our own decisions and, and we have to take the consequences of those. And I certainly did as a young man in my 20s out of college. I, a lot of it was like, you know, 
I'm going to do this on my own. But the great, that's probably the biggest lie that ever devil ever told me was that, um, you know, your life is your responsibility and you have to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Yeah. That self-sufficiency and selfishness. And it doesn't work well either. I did it. <laughs> As the old song goes, I did it my way. But God has a will for each one of us. And, and what a great uh, experience that is um, if there's uh, ready for us to uh, just experience God's grace and blessing. And so we'd love to hear if the Lord's been doing something like that and you're re- in your life recently, mm-hmm. um, bringing about a transformation, give us a call, 877-795-0122, and uh, just share with us what the Lord's been doing in your life. Absolutely. Well, and I think people learn so much from hearing other people's stories, you know, and struggles, or I think people learn a lot from other people's questions, you know, because it's like, oh, I've never thought of that, or I didn't even know I didn't know that. And so we actually, Barb is here. She's actually in the store here at the Mustard Seed, and um, she has a question for us, and I'm going to get her set up here. All right. We it's got okay. It's all right. <laughs> Barb, one of our secret shoppers here. That's so. right. Hi, Father. <laughs> Good morning, Barb. So you're here at the, at the Mustard Seed. What's your question that you have for us this morning? Okay, my question is about scapulars. And I recently learned that there's an enrollment program. Yeah. And I had no idea that there was such a program. And so I was worried when I learned about it. I thought, is my scapular, like I was never enrolled. I didn't know about it. Um, it's blessed, but should it have been enrolled before I wear it? Or what is that all about? Sure. Well, great question. And I... I Especially it's apropos this summer because it's a feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel in July. And so that's something you can mark your calendar for when you look up in your liturgical calendar because that's a great time to do the the enrollment for the brown scapular. So first things first, uh, there are many scapulars. Uh, (laughs) What's the old army saying? There are many guns, but this one is mine, you know. (laughs) This is my scapular. Uh, it is, there are many like it, but this, this one is mine. mine. I'm wearing a scapular right now. It's a brown scapular. There are many. There are other varieties of scapulars. There's, I think here probably at the mustard seed you yeah. can get some. There's green scapular. There's a blue scapular. There's a red scapular. Maybe a sacred heart badge on one side of it. But most especially, the one that's most widely used is the brown scapular. A little step back, when we talk about scapulars, we're talking about sacramentals of the church. So that would be like rosaries and holy waters. And these are things that strengthen and elevate our faith. And there's a history with the brown scapular that goes back to the Carmelite order and that it's a sign of like this uh, outward sign of faith and especially a devotion to Mary, the mother of God, the Blessed Virgin Mary. And of course, there's a great lineage of the brown scapular with St. Simon's stock and the Carmelite tradition of being devoted member as well as a devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. The thing is, if you do an enrollment, the enrollment is not for the particular scapular itself, but it's for the person who will actually be pray, be praying and living out that life of faith and that devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. You know, traditionally, many times the first communicates were enrolled in the Brown Scapular. We do that at our cathedral parish, and I know other parishes do that. It's possible, Barb, that when you were a little girl, you may have been enrolled, and you don't even have a <laughs> memory. Knew? Yeah. And if you, and I, my hunch would be, look at your first communion picture, and if you see on there, and you're wearing a scapular over your white dress, you you probably were. If you weren't, no harm, no foul. You didn't do anything wrong. 
if you'd like to consciously as an adult member of the church, and this is for all our listeners, want to do that enrollment, I've got it on on word from my good friend, Monsignor Mangan, uh, from the Marian Apostolate, who helped me enroll in the Brown Scapular after I became a catechumate and joined the Catholic Church, you know, 10 years ago, that what you can do is very simply make a preparation and, and talk to your parish priest and say, Father, I know there's a prayer of blessing in your in one of your books, and he knows where to find that prayer of blessing. It's in the Book of Blessings, where you can give someone a prayer and enroll them in the Brown Scapular. The best time to probably do this is after a daily Mass and say, Father, would you do that for me after the uh, celebration of Mass? And perhaps if you want to get ready to make this extra special, maybe make a good uh, uh, confession, examination of conscience and a good confession sometime in the week before and then set up a time to get together with your parish priest after Mass. And then usually, and this is how it was done with me, my parish priest said, Tim Smith want, want, would like to be enrolled in Brown Scapular. So at the end of the Mass today and the final blessing, we're going to do, uh, I'm going to do the prayer of blessing and the enrollment of the Brown Scapular. And it takes a matter of five minutes. And then I, be, then I officially was enrolled through the formal prayers. But if you just have a Brown Scapular, it's been blessed like a rosary. It's, you're fine wearing it. But part of that is, what does that do for the person when they made that confession, they went to that Holy Eucharist, they heard those prayers, it kind of firms it up for them so Mm. they know that they're enrolled. And of course, like many um, apostolic associations that are out there, you could uh, send into the there's probably like five brown scapular ones just in America or whatever, yeah. but you could get your name on their mailing list and they could send you a newsletter or something like that. Um, there are a lot of opportunities, but ultimately it's about strengthening your life of faith, Barb. Okay. And, uh, how's that sound for that you? That sounds good. <laughs> I had no idea, so I yeah, didn't, I didn't either. Thank you, All Barb. Right. Thank All right. you. And if you're in need of a brown <laughs> scapular, there's no better place to get it than come down to your Catholic uh, bookseller and, and where you can get your Catholic goods. And, of course, that's something that they're always going to have on hand um, at any of these great mm-hmm. uh, booksellers. And we're at the Mustard Seed today, and um, so the, the scapulars are flying off the shelves. <laughs> they're flying in St. Joseph. They're flying off the shelves. If you have a question for Father Tim Smith, please give us a call, 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two, or you can also submit any questions you might have on Facebook. So I didn't know that there was enrollment either. So well, we've been talking about these brown scapulars, Heather. It's it's still May. It's still, <laughs> it's May, still the, May. The month of Mary. There, I I have bunch of scapulars. My my. Here's how I live my Marian devotion. I have rosaries and scapulars all over the place. Yeah. So that way. So I could don't forget to wear my scapular. I've got one in my gym bag. I've got one. I've got a dirty one from running the Fargo Marathon last there year. You go. That one I probably would only wear if I'm exercising because of all that sweat and everything. But the brown scapular is a piece of cloth with two strings. Mm-hmm. If anyone doesn't isn't aware of it, you could Google it. You can get a quick image of that. Heather, did you ever get in the habit of wearing the scapular when you were growing up? I did. I actually did, and um, I always found that I. I always found it difficult to wear, and I was told that that was supposed to be the case. Is that true? Well, it's itchy. You know, I love Mother Angelica and EWTN, (laughs) and Mother Angelica used to say, like, it gets a little scratchy. She said. Well, and the one in the back keeps coming up. No, they have little, like, plastic (laughs) things that go over them, so it's maybe a little less irritant. But part of it is, too, is that's a little mortification. And so we, we have in Catholic theology 
there is a uh, really a, a, a history of you know mortification. So maybe yeah. sometimes that uncomfortable thing it's like a rock. It's a in your reminder. Shoe. You can it's say an a occasion prayer. prayer so. <laughs> say a prayer. Okay. Well, we have a. sound like the confessions maybe from city of god or maybe any of the great things that saint augustine of hippo a great uh, uh doctor of the church and your real powerhouse and and mm -hmm. the and the church fathers but when we think about you know our times especially uh where we're living when i read that statement the times are bad the times are troublesome but we are our times you know mm. uh one one of my sayings in the life of my parish especially in the last year is that you know what i don't want to i don't mind if i don't want to be a member of a church that makes the headlines i want to be a member of the church that makes saints mm. we're not just headline making we're saint making and the church has been a saint making machine for 2000 years and i wish people could see the strut you just had well <laughs> <laughs> they see it when they come to Sunday Mass because I get fired up. I love it. Some people get it's over the top. But the fact is this. It's a universal call to holiness. This is a teaching of the Second Vatican Council, but it's the consistent teaching of the church and the lives of the martyrs and the saints. We've been celebrating some great martyrs this, just this week mm -hmm. and their memory and the celebration of daily Mass. This is a testimony of, this, of the church that we are called to be saints. We're called to respond in holiness no matter what the times. And so uh, no matter what the circumstances, I, it was uh, Pope St. John I, uh, which we celebrated on Saturday. And this, this is my homily then. You know, I'm giving <laughs> it back to you again, listeners. All right. But the fact is, like, he underwent horrible persecution. And when he was named Pope, um, there was a horrible heresy of Arianism that was spread around the church. So many people misunderstood who Jesus really was, but he was on the side of truth, and he was even imprisoned by the Byzantine emperor of, of mm. the time. And so we can think about, like, oh, there's political oppression in different parts of the world, maybe even in our own country in the future. Uh, what would we do? We do exactly what the saints did, which is, hold fast to the truth, hold fast to the teachings of our faith, and we live as witnesses. We live uh, caring for the sick, caring for the poor, caring for the unborn, caring for people at the end of their life, and being witnesses to our faith. And then we too can become saints, and we can live that legacy. No matter what happens, the Lord will provide. And so what a great quote by St. Augustine to remind us that these are our times, mm -hmm. and this is a great time to be a saint. And I have some great parishioners who are loving uh, just the Lord and the life of faith. They want to become saints. And rather, we could talk about troubling times or the news or adversity. Right. And then we'll say, what a great time for us to like live <laughs> in the church because we can live in holiness and we can live in truth. And that's part of our mission here at Real Presence Radio is just yeah. to raise that awareness of all the good things that God is doing and continuing to do each and every day. Absolutely. It's a lot of perspective, actually, is what, you know, your perspective on the whole situation. Um, 
If you want to join in the conversation um, or have a question, it can be completely off topic. Uh, give us a call at 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions you might have on Facebook. And Father Tim Smith will be happy to try and answer any questions you might have on faith or even current events. Well, it's graduation time, and so we see a right. lot of our young people uh, graduating <clears throat> high school and college and, and going into the next phase of their journey in life. Uh, just recently, uh, down in uh, Nebraska, just down in Omaha, there was a student from Creighton University, and he graduated after he was told that he would never leave the hospital. Again, just like we heard from Terry earlier this morning, sometimes people are given a medical diagnosis and they experience a miracle of healing, perhaps mm -hmm. from the intercession of a great saint, or maybe just the life of their family in prayer. They receive the sacrament of anointing of the sick, and they beat the odds. And not yeah. only do they have a great recovery, their whole future, which was once you know, condemned that they weren't going to be able to live anymore, now they have a whole new outlook on life. And they give all the, the thanks and glory to God for restoring them to health. And so, again, in the news, uh, what a yeah. powerful thing to raise up, uh, especially when we sometimes can wonder, where, where is God working in all this? He's working all the time. Right. Uh, we just want to, you know, identify those moments and, and bring them to light. Absolutely. If you have a question for us, 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Well, and I think, you know, if we read the scriptures and we read about all the healings that Jesus did and his apostles, you know, I feel like we tend to think that kind of stuff is in the past. Mm -hmm. How do we look for miracles in our everyday life? I think they're there. I just don't think we pay any attention to them. And it's so easy. Sometimes miracles have taken place where they may not have been publicized because some of the people are afraid of being ostracized or being seen as, well, they're kind of wacky. They believe God yeah. put this in their life. I'll give you a perfect example. So, Heather, I'm just showing Heather a picture on my phone. Last week, I had Mass down right. in Kansas, Pilsen, Kansas. Beautiful. That's the church of Servant of God, Father Emil Capon. He was a military chaplain, and he won the Medal of Honor. He was killed in the Korean War. And there has been a great odor of sanctity about his life. Not only did he live as a heroic witness to the life of virtues, his cause of canonization is well underway hmm. down in the Diocese of Wichita, Kansas. Now, there have been, in the last 12 years, three medical miracles associated with people praying and asking the late Father Capon to intercede for them in heaven and give them strength. And it wasn't until the second miracle came out and the Vatican has been involved in observing and all the documentation and the medical records by non-Catholic doctors and, and medical professionals who have given their testimony that these are medical miracles, uh, unexplained, how we can understand these people survive these horrific injuries mm -hmm. and now they live a full and active life. It wasn't until the second miracle came to light and became publicized that the first miracle person said, I think I can now tell my story. Really? And not only is it verified by so many other resources, but it just fills you with a life of, of grace and, and thanksgiving when you hear about how the Lord is doing these things. And for whatever reason, sometimes people might not be ready to tell their story. Mm -hmm. But when we share about it with our members of our, our Knights of Columbus group or the Catholic Daughters or our prayer group or our rosary group, 
when we tell one another what God did in our lives, that fills us with more strength and that encourages one another that yeah. I should ask Jesus to help me with this situation as well. Yeah. Inviting him into the corners that you never think about inviting him into. You know, the the day I was mowing my lawn. Yeah. Why does God care about me mowing my lawn? <laughs> but he does. Oh, he does. He oh, wants especially. to be a part of it. <laughs> he cares about me cleaning the wax in the sacristy <laughs> off the, after the altar servers are thrown around. That's probably the most heroic things of holiness are the little things in life that you just can't stand anymore and, and i tell i tell our parishioners some moms and dads it's that giant stack of laundry that's waiting for you downstairs mm -hmm. that's that's a place of great holiness because you might every, <laughs> offer it up <laughs> every part of you might not want to do it but if you say a prayer beforehand and make it a work of prayer you know you yeah. can become a saint and not only that it strengthens your will and your life of faith. Absolutely. Well, folks, we still have time. If you have a question that you would like answered by Father Tim Smith, you can give us a call. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions you might have on Facebook. Heather, you know, one great thing about being in a Catholic bookstore is there's a great selection of books mm -hmm. and spiritual reading is something that we do, you know, one of the things of the Catholic faith is the intellectual life. And there, it's not just a matter of, oh, this is the popular televangelist writing their new book, you know. Yeah, you can right. find that at, at Barnes & Noble, you know, and, yeah. and these become big bestsellers, but it might not be substantive. But you can come to a Catholic bookstore and you can get great commentaries on the scriptures, things that are intellectually engaging and that help form you in your life of prayer, as well as books on lives of the saints. Heather, what have you been reading in your own like Catholic <laughs> life? What the, you know, what are some of the books, especially that have helped you? And maybe is there anything recently you've been reading? Well, I I know in the past um, there was a little book. It was called The Way. Oh yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but I in college lived out of that book. It was just little quotes, and I don't know, must have been two hundred little quotes or three hundred quotes of the of passages and stuff just to ponder and think on but um i'm actually you remember who, who wrote that book i don't it's written by a saint it's saint jose maria scriva you're kidding the founder of opus day which is a personal prelature in the catholic church so i loved it well that's great and so that that spirituality of, of opus day i could see how it the work of god is what that means in latin for our listeners and and that's a great uh, encouragement. I love to hear that. I'm sure people can get a copy of The Way right yep. here. I, I loved that book, and it, and it was small and easy to, to take around with you everywhere. A thing I'm actually working on is a journal that's um, being Martha in a Mary's world. Beautiful. And so it, it kind of goes through, you know, your perspective, because, you know, the story of Mary and Martha, one was working and one was listening. And you know, in this culture today, sometimes we might feel like we're Martha and everybody mm -hmm. else is sitting around <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so it's kind of you know how can we be martha in a merry world well that's a beautiful beautiful reflection you know myself i just started doing some spiritual reading a book called abiding in christ staying with god in a busy world and that's written by deacon james keating and it's put out by the institute for priestly formation of course we're always growing in our life of faith and as a priest um, we're in a busy world, just like our families and our parishioners. There's a lot of distractions, lots of activities, and you can always only be one place at one time. But it yeah. seems 
And, but a lot of the times we should be in the chapel praying or, or to stay with God even in the midst of a busy world. And I found uh, Deacon Keating's book, Abiding in Christ, to be very helpful. You know, well, the great thing about a Catholic bookseller is if you're looking for a book and perhaps they don't have it, talk to your local bookseller. They mm-hmm. can order that for you and get it in a matter of time yep. as well. So. Um, you know, if you're looking for great books like The Way, like Heather mentioned, or yeah. Deacon Keating's book, or anything else, there are great opportunities that will strengthen you in your life of faith. Um, did you pray with the daily missile when you went to Mass growing up? Was that a part of your... No, it was not. Okay. No. Um, you know, sometimes you, some of our listeners might see uh, when they go to Mass, their parishioners, some of them might have a book with them. It might right. be a leather-bound one. It could be a daily, uh, like the Magnificat or uh, the Word Among Us or mm-hmm. uh, uh, any of the number of uh, books that are available have the daily Mass readings in there. But you can get a daily Missal as well. There's a few different publishers, and those are things you can get at your local Catholic bookstore. And that has all the readings for Mass. Um, you also might need a little instruction on how to use those things. Yeah, some of them are com- complicated. <laughs> There's ribbons, and that's what they have your good parish priest there. He'd be happy to explain it to you. And then, of course, you get feast days and memorials and solemnities mixed in there, too. But it's a great experience of Catholic life. Um, yeah. Another thing is Liturgy of the Hours. You know, These are things that you can only purchase at your, at your local you know, Catholic retailers. You can kind of look at which size you want and, and kind of put your hands on the pages and see what it's all about. So my question, we only have about a minute left, Father, but uh, my question for you real quick before we go, because this was something that was brought up at the Catholic Women's Professional League yesterday. Okay. It's a group I belong to, and um, one of the gals went to daily mass, and she had the daily readings on her phone. Yeah. Do you see as a pastor people using their phones more in church, and is it acceptable and okay? Well... So we have now, this, which is really launched, is, is this My Parish app. Yes. If you're going to be one of those people, you can, <laughs> first thing is put your phone on airplane mode. So what's that mean? It's not going to go off. It's not right. going to buzz. It's not going to ring. And also that perhaps means that you're disciplined, that you're not going to be receiving or sending text messages. And so if you have that constitution, you have that fortitude and that virtue, and you're dedicated to using this as prayer, I can see it as permissible. Mm-hmm. I have friends, and I visited a church in Africa just last week, or excuse me, not last week. I was like, wow, well, Nine months back. ago, <laughs> and uh, so last summer. And uh, my friends were surprised because within just in the last two years, the African world has become interconnected with cell technology because you don't need an infrastructure, cell phone, there's sure. no wires. So right. now that's really brought communications into remote parts of Africa. Well, for the people there, they don't have a lot of money for, you know, missiles and papers and Catholic publishers and things like that. But the people can get the readings and the prayers right on their phone. And so now that's a common practice in hmm. parts of the developing world. And that's part of the technology. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, 500 years ago, when the printing press was first coming on the scene, people were like, can, and then people first started printing out their missiles. Yeah. They're, they're bringing this new technology they have their own books what are they doing that being said there is a real culture of distraction with cell phones and screen time and so my recommendation would be if you're going to be one of those people make sure you're setting good boundaries you're making a good example I, i wouldn't recommend it if you're a family with small children because you're probably already fighting the battle for screen time in your house and so you can make church that sacred place place uh so I would discourage it, 
but it's permissible if you know what you're doing and you have a good constitution. And there are little stickers that we have at our parish that people can put on their phones that says, I'm not texting, I'm praying. I was just going to say that. Which I need a big sign. I think that's... Promise. But if your conscience is getting to you, then maybe it's not a good idea. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Father. It was a good straight talk. Well, you know, also be prepared. Maybe tell your priest at the time. He might uh, he might come after you if he sees you out there looking at your phone during Mass. Right. Well, thank you to all those who called in and wrote in your questions this morning. Reminder, this segment is on at 930 Central every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning. Up next, we'll... F- We just finished the Spring Live Drive, and we want to thank all of those who gave. We'll hear from Executive Director Steve Splonskowski on good things of the Spring Live Drive. And later in the show, we'll hop in and take a tour around the area for our 10-minute tour. We'll be right back as Real Presence Live continues. Stay right there.